You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. 25 minutes past the hour. Real Presence Live. Matt Wilkham along with Father Tim Buren. And we are broadcasting from southern Minnesota. Not so balmy today. But it's late October. What, do you, what can you expect? And we are close by to actually, however, a beautiful shrine, which would warmly welcome a visit from you. And we're talking about the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in La Crosse, Wisconsin, just across the Mississippi, nestled in the bluffs high above uh, a beautiful pilgrimage center just south of La Crosse. And we're speaking this morning uh, on the phone to the new executive director of this shrine, Father Paul Check. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you. Had a pleasure to be here this morning with you and your listeners in southern uh, Minnesota, right? And all across the RPR network, throughout the upper Midwest, uh, five states we cover uh, parts of Wyoming, uh, North and South Dakota, Minnesota, and Wisconsin, and also on the RPR app, wherever you're at. Uh, so we have quite a reach here, 27 stations now, I believe. Uh, with the 27 signals uh, with the addition of Winona, which is just up the river from where you're at in La Crosse. Uh, so uh, we're happy to get the word out about the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe, which you have just taken the reins of. Uh, uh, but first, tell us a little bit about yourself, Father Paul Check. Well, uh, I'm a priest of the Diocese of Bridgeport, Connecticut. I was ordained in 1997, um, native of, of Bridgeport, Connecticut. <clears throat> Excuse me, my first assignment was uh, as a high school chaplain for two years. Uh, a bracing experience, I have to say, but uh, uh, formative for me and uh, 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 helped me to understand a lot about the mind and heart of, uh, of young people. Uh, I have a license in moral theology, so I've been teaching as an adjunct uh, in the seminary where I'm currently rector for 20 years, teaching moral theology. I teach also in the primitive diaconic program, a uh, course in medical and sexual ethics. I taught for 12 years in, in a formation program in Calcutta for Mother Teresa's nuns. Uh, for nine years, the executive director of Courage International, uh, supporting uh, men and women with same-sex attraction and their families, uh, helping to, uh, my brother priests in particular, understand the Church's teaching in this critical area. Uh, and then for the last four years, rector of the St. John Fisher Seminary in the Diocese of Bridgeport. So, uh, and now happy that uh, very soon I'll be taking a full-time residence uh, in January out of La Crosse, Wisconsin, assisting in the mission there, uh, promoting the message of Our Lady of Guadalupe. What a blessing to have you with us on Real Presence Live. Uh, certainly a very, very gifted priest that I'm selfishly happy to know that you'll be just down the road. Um, what called you to the priesthood? How were you led to the beautiful gift of ministry? Uh, so a, a fair question. I was uh, 32 years old. Uh, I was serving as a lector in uh, one of the parishes in our diocese, and uh, I think it was an afternoon Mass. I was looking at the lectionary uh, to ensure that there weren't some of those difficult 
Old Testament names like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the pastor uh, was the only other person in the sacristy at the time, and he came up to me without any preface or introduction. I mean, we knew, we knew each other, but in that moment. And he just said very directly, I think you should consider whether you have a vocation of the priesthood. So that was somewhere around uh, Memorial Day, and by Labor Day I was in the seminary. Uh, so it happened uh, relatively quickly. And where has our Lord taken you since then, since uh, being ordained? And you mentioned the Courage Apostolate. Um, mm-hmm. you're, you're a priest of the Diocese of Bridgeport, Connecticut. Um, That's right. Can you flesh that out a little bit for us? Well, uh, so, I mean, one, uh, I'm, a, I'm a history major by, by uh, undergraduate training, um, but I think a deep desire of mine has been to understand the human condition more fully, and, of course, Revelation gives us the, the prism through which to understand it uh, most clearly. Uh, in Gaudium it's best 22, Christ the new Adam fully reveals man to himself and his most high calling. So the, 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 the understanding the human heart, its, it's nobility, uh, as well as the weaknesses to which it's been prone, is prone, uh, is a particular interest of mine, which is why I teach the virtues, both cardinal and theological, as the, the powers that, uh, with God's grace, help us to become the people that uh, uh, we are to be in, in God's mind. Uh, so I think a lot of my preaching in that sense and, and teaching that over the years has directed itself towards helping people see themselves more clearly uh, as, as, as we can through the light of the Gospel, to find that fulfillment. A lot of the questions that I've dealt with in 23 years of priesthood have been Sixth Commandment-related chastity and, and marriage-related questions. But we know that that's just one piece in this bigger symphony of what it means to be human, what it means to be Christian. Um, and so uh, my, my work has taken me in a number of directions in that way. But that's probably foundationally the kind of thing that I'm interested in. Excellent. I'm Matt Wilcom, Communications Director for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, along with Father Tim Buren, who is pastor here at St. Charles Borromeo Church in St. Charles, Minnesota, just down the road from the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in La Crosse, which Father Paul Check, our guest, is soon to take the, the helm there. And uh, Father, Father Check, can you describe, I mean, uh, you, you've obviously, in taking this position, you know Cardinal Burke. Uh, and yes. can you describe his vision for this shrine and perhaps mm-hmm. how your work uh, can dovetail in that in the further development of, of the mission of the shrine in La Crosse? Well, uh, that's that's a, a lovely question, and very much at the heart of uh, what I hope the the, the 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 next years are going to bring. Might be interesting uh, to note, uh, Matt and Father, that uh, for your listeners, that the 500th anniversary of the apparition of Our Lady of Guadalupe is coming very soon. It will be in 2031, December 2031. So that's a significant anniversary uh, in the life of that particular uh, apparition, but also in the life of the Church. So over the course of the next 10 years, we want to repropose the message of Guadalupe, which of course is where Our Lady is uh, proposing uh, uh, to a people much in need, uh, the Incarnation and uh, her son, and what he brings to us in terms of uh, understanding ourselves and the fulfillment of life that, that comes to us uh, through the Paschal Mystery. And uh, so for the first 12 years, we have had many pilgrims. Of course, a good year for us would be 80,000 pilgrims a year at, at the Shrine. Uh, but now we're building a retreat house 
which will be uh, uh, the, the, the next significant step in this development of the life of the shrine so that pilgrims can now become retreats. And there will be the possibility of staying overnight or for a couple of days, a weekend, uh, a week, uh, and that we'll have cycles of retreats through the year, uh, perhaps for, for, for a lot of different groups, including priests. And uh, always staying very close, of course, to uh, the, the heart of Our Lady and uh, her uh, uh, eternal charity for us. So um, we have the Marian Catechists, who were founded by Father John Harden, and before he died, he entrusted that work to uh, then Archbishop Burke of St. Louis, and so the Marian Catechists are also our board. So the catechetical mission and evangelical mission uh, of the Shrine and, in, and following from the apparition are things that are deep in the Cardinal's vision. You also think, Father Check, that it's a, a valuable resource for those who may not be able to visit the the main original shrine in Mexico City, Our Lady of Guadalupe? Well said. And uh, I've had that blessing of, of being there and seeing uh, the Tilma. And, of course, many Catholics do go there. It may be the premier pilgrimage site in the world. Uh, at the Basilica in Mexico City. But for obvious reasons, uh, not everyone will be able to, to, to go. So uh, we also could provide uh, the, uh, the opportunity for a pilgrimage and the grace that people can have and, 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 and in a very beautiful setting of the bluffs of uh, western Wisconsin uh, in, uh, in, uh, in the cross. As the pastor here at St. Charles Borromeo in St. Charles, I have uh, many parishioners that have immigrated from Mexico. And mm. uh, a year ago, we went on a mini pilgrimage there. And the reason that we decided to go there, I had been to the shrine uh, many times prior to this, was because talking with some of our leadership in the Hispanic community and having this desire to lead a pilgrimage to Mexico City, I was informed uh, that many who would love to go there can't for different reasons. Yes. And so yes. that's why we decided to have this pilgrimage there, uh, which makes so much sense. And again, I just, I say, as you are sharing with our listeners, that certainly this becomes a great opportunity for all of our listeners to make the short drive currently, you know, to La Crosse. Yes. And I, uh, well, I have a lot of fondness for your diocese, Father. Uh, I, I know your bishop well, and one of my dear priest friends is uh, Monsignor Tom Cook. Uh, we were classmates together, and you're not far from us. And, and uh, the graces that are associated with a, uh, a pilgrimage can be quite rich, uh, depending on uh, the desire and the heart of the pilgrim. So certainly there's the opportunity to come for Mass and to go to confession. Uh, many of our pilgrims, of course, are bringing with them their thanksgiving for graces received. Some are coming with petitions. Uh, uh, intercession, they uh, are asking uh, Our Lady uh, for a favor. Uh, and we do have a large Spanish-speaking population that comes through, and and we are looking at how we can develop that ministry to be even more available uh, uh, to those good people who come. So the Shrine Church itself, 12 years old, beautifully built. Uh, the architect, Duncan Stroik from Notre Dame, well-known. He's also going to be the architect for the retreat house. And then there's the natural beauty uh, of, of, the, of the area, and particularly at this time of year. So I would certainly uh, encourage exactly what you have said, Father. Certainly. And uh, again, it definitely is 
worth the uh, the travel there. I have to share with you um, selfishly. Uh, in 1998, in between Bishop Vlasny and Bishop Harrington here in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, um, it was time for my diaconate ordination, and mm. we didn't have again a bishop at that time, and so um, our Administrator, diocesan administrator at the time, reached across the river to La Crosse to then Bishop uh, Burke and asked if he would come uh, to ordain me to the diaconate in my home parish of Iona, which is on the far mm. western side of the diocese. He mm. he actually graciously said yes, thinking that they said Winona. <laughs> uh, so, but what became a, a beautiful blessing was that. Uh, my home parish is near Heron Lake, which is the hometown of of a previous bishop who was still living at the time uh, in La Crosse. And so it became just this wonderful, graced moment uh, for Bishop Burke, now Cardinal Burke. And uh, mm. and so I just I I just feel so honored and blessed to be ordained by uh, this very faithful man who had yes. a tremendous vision. I, you know, I just can't I can't express enough listeners you need to go to the shrine what 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 is what is your favorite part of the shrine father well uh so the way the shrine is designed is the walk up the pilgrim path and so the architecture and the topography loan themselves to the idea that a pilgrimage is ascending uh leaving aside for a, a period of time, the, the, the routine and the demands, uh, the fatigue even of, of this life, uh, of daily life, and, and, and placing ourselves uh, more deeply uh, in the mind and heart of the Lord and, and the Immaculate Heart of His Mother, so that those things can be refreshed, so the mind heart can be refreshed, and so that we have the opportunity to uh, understand anew the love of God, uh, especially in Christ Jesus on the cross. So, just the, the the way that the the uh, our our uh, grounds the grounds of the shrine are are laid out uh, and and the, the way uh, you know Saint Thomas taught us how grace elevates nature or perfects nature fulfills nature that that's something that we live uh, as people walk up and go up to the shrine church and that's the purpose of the pilgrimage right to deepen our uh, understanding of gratitude for. Uh, the love of God in uh, in Christ. Uh, yeah, so a beautiful spiritual connection to the geography there, uh, just south of La Crosse. Uh, we got to stop down just real quick. Uh, when we return, more with Father Paul Check here on Real Presence Live, talking with Father Paul Check, who is the new executive director of the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Don't go anywhere. There's more next. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. If you have lost anyone to a sudden or tragic death, you can still help them. Please visit our website, suicideandhope.com, and memorialize those that you love. There is no obligation or cost. You can simply enter their first name, initials, or a nickname, and I will personally pray for them and have a Mass said each month. Please, again, visit suicideandhope.com. This is Father Bo Brown from the Diocese of Duluth. 
a lot of times us as as Catholics we we struggle with the Holy Spirit because the, the Father is so approachable. He has a name that's very uh, that we all know, right? That we can relate to, and the Son as well. And when you get the Holy Spirit, oftentimes He can take this this kind of back seat in our relationship with God. And we see early on in the, in the Book of Acts and in uh, the disciples in the early life of the Church, we see how they live with the Holy Spirit and they express to us what it's like to live with Him and how He both sanctifies what they do and their ministry and gives them special gifts and also how he sanctifies their own lives. And they talk about how the Spirit brings uh, certain effects in their life, like joy and peace, patience, kindness, generosity, self-control. So I think it's good for us to think about today. What's our relationship with the Holy Spirit like? Is he a real person in our lives? We have the same kind of relationship with him that we have with the Father and the Son. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Forty-two past the hour. You're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham, Communications Director for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, broadcasting from one of our parishes here in southeast Minnesota, St. Charles Borromeo Church in St. Charles, Minnesota, where my co-host, Father Tim Buren, is sitting here with me. He's pastor here. And we're speaking with Father Paul Check who has just been named Executive Director of the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe, not in Mexico City, but in La Crosse, Wisconsin. And uh, welcome back to the show, Father Paul Check. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Pleasure and to be with uh, the two of you today. It, the pleasure is ours. And we were talking about um, a little bit about your history in the priesthood and how it dovetails very well with the, uh, the, the new responsibilities that you're undertaking here come January at being at the helm of the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in La Crosse, which uh, Cardinal Raymond Burke, his vision was the catalyst for this beautiful shrine uh, nestled in the uh, high above the, uh, the bluffs uh, just south of La Crosse, Wisconsin, which is just down the road here from us. Uh, just hop on I-90 and you're there in about an hour and a half or so uh, from where we're at. Uh, but a very easily accessible uh, pilgrimage site, beautiful place. I remember when I was a seminarian for Bishop Burke back in, uh, I think it was 1999 or something, he was, I was chauffeuring him actually to a, a uh, he asked me to drive him to an event where we were going to be raising money uh, in the diocese for Catholic Radio in, in the mm. Cross Diocese. And he was sharing with me his vision for this shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe and how it would be such a great thing for the diocese and helping to encourage uh, vocations to the priesthood and religious life and also holy marriages and just general holiness of the faithful uh, through, through Our Lady. And uh, yes. I remember him uh, going to the, I remember going to the groundbreaking back in 2001 and, uh, and witnessing that. And so this shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe has a very special place in my heart. Certainly, oh, being a native son of well, the La Crosse Diocese. Well, and, this, and thank you for recounting that story for us. Uh, surely this was uh, 
something that was deep in the heart of his eminence back in uh, his life as as a as a cleric in La Crosse. Probably uh, maybe some of your listeners don't know that he is a, a priest of the diocese of La Crosse, right. and he was bishop of La Crosse, of course, before he went to St. Louis and then and, to, and then to Rome when uh, when uh, when uh, Pope Benedict called him to Rome. Um, uh, but this idea of the shrine, uh, which I think with reverence, we, 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 an inspiration, a charism, uh, came to him, and it was deep in him for a long period of time, the idea of, of building the shrine to Our Lady, uh, because things that are very important to uh, His Eminence are uh, a fostering devotion uh, to, uh, to the Mother of God, and also uh, the protection of uh, the life in the womb, uh, and, the, and the protection of the life that all mothers are privileged uh, to, uh, to, uh, to have. And so he was able to, with God's grace and, and, and the generosity of many people, um, uh, bring this vision and put it down on the ground. And so in that way, it's a real uh, light now, a beacon, uh, certainly in the upper Midwest, but beyond that uh, as well, as, as I think we've uh, alluded to. You mentioned, Father Check, that uh, so many people come to the shrine seeking favors, seeking solace, seek, seeking comfort mm-hmm. from uh, our Lord through, through Our Lady and her prayers. Um, mm. and, uh, can you maybe summarize the message of the apparition, which happened back in the 16th century uh, in yeah. Mexico? Well, I think, uh, so we, let's just begin with that point. I think perhaps one of the best known, maybe the best known phrase, from uh, uh, the apparition of Our Lady of St. Juan Diego was, Am I not here, I who am your mother? Mm. And these were words of reassurance, um, uh, words of comfort, uh, encouraging uh, her to uh, trust him, come to, to, to trust her, to come to her with uh, uh, prayer and uh, uh, the needs and, of course, the things that she had asked him to do about to, to, to build a church. And that message is something that is uh, uh, equally important to all of us, that we were given uh, by the Lord at Calvary the great gift of uh, her uh, maternity when he says to the Apostle John, uh, Son, behold your mother. So that message is still uh, important. Uh, in, in fact, uh, decisive that we seek uh, our mother in the supernatural order, and we spoke a little bit before about how grace perfects nature, that desire that's already in the, the human heart to go to the mother for assistance, care, love, now is raised to the supernatural order uh, in the love that we, we have for... And, of course, there were things in the, in the time, in the culture, that were gravely contrary to human dignity, human sacrifice, and things that were uh, causing great darkness, uh, sadness, the spread of evil uh, and sin. And, and so Our Lady comes uh, to uh, bring the message of the light, of the incarnation, uh, of human dignity, uh, of, of the protection, uh, of God's protection and, and care for us, uh, so that uh, a people that was in darkness could see a great light. And we can see the, the parallels in, uh, to today, uh, the widespread scourge of abortion and the loss of 
so much innocent human life in the womb, increasingly now at the end of life through uh, euthanasia and things that hasten people's death uh, in, 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 in a not natural way. And so that message is also going to be essential and necessary for us to reclaim uh, lost uh, understanding of, of personal dignity. Yeah, and I mean, in a culture that uh, seems to want to do everything to avoid suffering, uh, even mm-hmm. even at the expense of killing other people uh, yeah. in the womb or, or shortening someone's life because, well, maybe their quality of life is perceived not to be as good. Uh, I think the, the message of Our Lady of Guadalupe uh, to, to Juan Diego, uh, when, he, when he was trying to actually avoid a meeting with her because he yeah. felt like he had to attend to his uncle, I believe it was, yeah, she says, right. "She says, do not fear pain or illness." Uh, and and yeah. isn't that a message that we so desperately need right now, especially during this pandemic? Yeah, I'm so glad you raised that because, especially in North America, at least in the United States, typically, and I don't say that there isn't any suffering, but we are we are blessed uh, tremendously to the extent that perhaps um, the life of the senses and the comfort uh, to which we're drawn, and me no less than anyone else, can deaden the spiritual sense. Whereas our Lord plainly tells us that the way to eternal life is entering into the mystery of His cross. Uh, suffering is God's megaphone, as C.S. Lewis famously said. It, it, God is always gently trying to reach us in different ways and sharing messages with us, but it's through suffering in particular that He's able to get our attention. And if we're busy distracting ourselves, anesthetizing ourselves, uh, trying to uh, uh, avoid uh, systematically and even in, in tragically, as you described a moment ago, suffering in all its forms, we will lose out that avenue that God in His wisdom, God the Father in His wisdom, said, this is the way to eternal life, and let me show you my philosophy of life as it's delivered to you in my Son. So uh, uh, I think that's a, 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 another insightful point that you raised. We need to remember that centrality of the cross of Christ as the gift and the path uh, to union with God in eternal life. Absolutely. Such an important message. We're speaking with Father Paul Check this morning on Real Presence Live. I met Wilcom along with Father Tim Buren. Father Paul Cech has just been named uh, as the new executive director of the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Uh, the vision of uh, Bishop Raymond Burke and has come to fruition, and, and great things going to be continuing to happen there at the Shrine, I'm sure, under Father Paul Cech's leadership. Uh, we just have a, a few minutes left here, Father Paul, but I uh, wanted to go back to, again, that the message of not only the message of the Our Lady of Guadalupe, but what happened after that message and the profound number of conversions that happened. I mean, I think about in this country how our church seems to be contracting, getting uh, smaller yeah. and smaller, perhaps stronger. But I think yeah. part of that strength uh, could be, well, it could be uh, well served by a, a shrine like this where Our Lady back in, uh, was it uh, 16th century, uh, when so many people were leaving the faith in Europe, I think yeah. 7 million people left during the Protestant yeah. revolt. Our Lady, what does she do? She goes out and she gets 9 million people within 10 <laughs> years. 
I it's mean, it's remarkable. Right, yeah. amen. And so, is this well, a way my, that we can kind of gain back some of this ground? Do you think? Yeah, I, I, I think it's such a, a well-made point. Uh, uh, some of your listeners may know my brother Christopher, who's the president of Catholic Answers for about five years now, and he gives a very good talk on this particular question and the remarkable fruit that follows in a relatively short period of time, as you've described, after the apparition. And and so there, in uh, God's wise and good plan for us, uh, the gentleness, the uh, as well as the strength and the attractiveness, uh, and ultimately the, the the power of the Mother of God, uh, is 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 something we want to repropose to people. Uh, and she is the one who stands at the foot of the cross with her the great faith and courage that is hers. Uh, and, and, and of course, she um, is so favored by her son, who encourages us to go to him. So, yes, I think that is a, a path, and that's why the catechetical and evangelical missions that are associated with the shrine, as well as it being a point of pilgrimage, uh, is, is something that we hope is going to bring great fruit to a time when, yes, there's much confusion, uh, negligence, uh, lack of interest uh, in things supernatural, um, you know, in the work I've done in formation now for uh, a long time, I, I think of uh, just how the Lord tries to remove obstacles from our path that we place there that get in the way of our own fulfillment. And that's the nature of sin. Uh, so Our Lady can help us by giving us a sense of peace and trust so that we can uh, find our way uh, to, uh, to Jesus. Absolutely. Uh, Father Paul Check with us on Real Presence Live this morning. Well, we just have a couple minutes left here with you, Father Check. Uh, anything, anything else that you'd like to say about the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe and La Crosse? Why should people come and visit this particular shrine at this time? Sure. Well, uh, so people can come for Mass. We have uh, daily Mass. Uh, there are two wonderful friars, uh, Franciscan friars of the Immaculate, who are available for confession and for spiritual counsel. Uh, certainly at this time of year, there's the, the added beauty of the leaves changing color uh, uh, and so on. Uh, but I think everyone has something in, in their heart that is not yet uh, fulfilled. And to make an intention to come to the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe for uh, the light and the path that she can show us to the Lord for the fulfillment uh, of, uh, of things that are deep within us. The desires, of course, for life and for truth and for love. These are things which specify us as human beings. And these are things that uh, we bring uh, uh, to, uh, to Our Lady, knowing that she can help us to find uh, the answers uh, in, uh, in Jesus Christ. Excellent. Well, I, I encourage anyone, if you have an inkling to go and visit the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in La Crosse, please do so. It's a beautiful way to express your faith, your trust in our Lord through Our Lady's intercession. And she is here. She is our mother. That is the message. So we should not Amen. fear to go to her. Father Paul Check, thank you so much. We know that we, we mentioned off air that uh, your brother, Father Christopher, <laughs> I'm saying Father, Christopher Check is the Executive yes. Director of Catholic Answers, also heard yes. here on the Real Presence Radio Network. And so please greet him for us as well. I will. I will. And thanks for the invitation to... Uh to join you today and your listeners, if I can be of further service down the road, I'd be happy to be. And uh, 
I'll make my pilgrimage to Winona after I'm there on the ground. How's that? Fantastic. What a blessing. Welcome. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Guadalupe. GuadalupeShrine.org is the website, GuadalupeShrine.org. It's 56 yes. minutes past the hour, Father Biren, and that means it's already time for our, the preview of our next Real Presence Live tomorrow with our technical director, Eli. Take it away. Hey, thanks, Matt. Great show today. A lot of interesting guests, and we'll continue that with more interesting guests tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network, as Dr. Chris Bergwald and Emily Leadham come to you live from the Pastoral Center in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I'll start off the show with George Weigel to celebrate the life and legacy of St. John Paul II. Then Father Tony Klein will tell us about his first months as a priest. And later, Eddie, Mark, and Nicole from Net Ministries will talk about how they're challenging young Catholics to love Christ. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live right here on the Real Presence Radio Network, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, tomorrow morning. Right back to you. Thanks, Eli. Great show. George Weigel, always a great interview. Uh, he's, he's always got some great things to say uh, in person and also on the printed page. So if you get a chance to read any of his material, I, uh, I would encourage that. He, uh, he was uh, uh, ahead of the curve with the whole Cardinal Pell trial. Uh, he called it. And of course, as we know, Father, or, uh, Cardinal Pell was eventually uh, exonerated, freed. And uh, so we give thanks to God for that. So uh, anything, by, anything by Mr. Weigel is worth listening to or, or taking up. We are so blessed. We are so blessed to have Real Presence Live in the midst of our states and all of you listeners. And, and we know that you appreciate this. We hear from you. Uh, we receive uh, uh, financial assistance from you. So we are certainly grateful for, for all that you do to help us provide this great, uh, great apostolate in your area. Yes, absolutely. And if you uh, didn't get a chance to give during the live drive uh, last week, you can still do so. Uh, by uh, going to realpresenceradio.com, realpresenceradio.com, or giving a call at 877-795-0122. Yeah, so it's a a worthy apostolate that's worth your time, worth your treasure. And we appreciate you listening to Real Presence Live this morning. More to life next here on the RPR Network. God bless. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.